Hey there, everyone. Welcome to The Great Retention with Camber Parker, sponsored by The Oprono. I'm Camber, your young professional expert and founder of The Oprono, where we bring you the answers you need to know about how to hire and retain the best talent, starting with the young professionals you work with. There are so many young professional fish in the sea, as I like to say, but how do you catch them? And what do you do once you reel them in? That's where we come in. Today, I am so excited to have Ebony Sullivan join us, Chief Operating Officer at Cassie Electric in Greenville, South Carolina. Like many of my guests on this show, Ebony and I were connected through the Greenville Chamber when she worked there on the leadership, young professional side of the house. She pivoted her career when she moved into the electric space as their COO, but today she is here to talk about the trades and what employers who are looking to hire these young professionals in this space need to consider and also how to retain them. Ebony, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. And I'm so excited to reconnect after all I these know. years. It's definitely been pre, pre-pandemic. Absolutely. Um, and I have to share, it is your birthday today. Today's so birthday. we might sing to you at the end. I love um, it. No, but, I, but happy birthday. <laughs> I'm honored that you chose to be here on a very special day. I love my September birthdays. But first, I want to do what I like to call a little lightning round. Mm-hmm. So just to get us kind of set the stage for the, the episode today, can you give us a little bit more background on you personally and professionally so the audience can get a, get a better feel for you? Absolutely. So I'm Ebony Sullivan. I'm the chief operating officer for Cassie Electric. Mm-hmm. It is a family business. Mm-hmm. My mother started this company over 25 years ago, and I came into the business about three years almost three years now when I left the chamber to come and help her scale and grow the business so that she can get to retirement. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a mom. I have four wonderful children ranging from as old as 24 Mm -hmm. down to 13. So I live in the millennial space as well. Um, I'm a wife. I have a husband. Mm -hmm. He also works in our family business as Mm -hmm. well. And we have a wonderful family pet, Blackie, that we love all the time. So um, that's a little bit about us and and my family. But What kind of animal? She's a dog and she is a mixed terrier. Um, I think she has, um, what is it in there? Some other dog. Yeah. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Same same with my dog growing up. Yeah. Um, Well, cool. Well, thank you. I love when when guests share a little bit more about their personal side and and not just starting by saying, you know, what you do every day because you are a mom and a wife and and a a pet mom as well. So Mm -hmm. very important. And can you share a memorable experience that you've had working with either a one singular young professional or young Mm. professionals, plural, because I know you've worked with a lot over the course of your career and now you're raising them. So tell us a little bit about what that experience or experiences have looked like. Uh, We've had a lot of great experiences. As you mentioned, I work with the Chamber of Commerce Mm -hmm. and the young professional space, and I've met a lot of phenomenal young Mm -hmm. professionals working alongside them. Um, And it wouldn't be fair to just call out one, but I do have a great a great story mm-hmm. of how I have seen the young professionals that I was once mm-hmm. mentoring mm-hmm. and coaching through that now they're like senior level yeah. or they're in executive seats now and making good decisions yeah. for the companies that they work for. Um, so watching them grow in their careers has been such an honor for me to mm-hmm. be able to see and still stay connected with them. Yeah, well, I think it's a huge testament to Absolutely. you, right? And that's how we met, of yeah. course. So when we were when I was a young professional and you were uh, kind of leading up that space, that you were very impactful to me and in, in creating those opportunities, which have really been very instrumental in, in building me as a leader. So you, I appreciate Amber. that. So now we're going to dive into the meat of the yeah. conversation today, um, where we're going to talk about trades, right? Mm-hmm. The trade industry and more specifically, young professionals in these pre- professions. So what can you tell us about the current trends to set the stage for our conversation today? So current trends in recruiting right now in the in this profession mm-hmm. and retention. Yeah. 
So electrical um, contracting is what we do at our company. Mm -hmm. So we go out and we do residential, commercial and government contracting. So that Mm -hmm. can be anything um, from changing out your light fixtures at your home to Mm -hmm. even working inside government facilities and doing facility services. What we've seen in terms of trade Mm -hmm. is that the young professionals have for a long time been encouraged to go to four year institutions. Mm -hmm. And so trade has not been, as in my mother's era, um, something that was top of mind. And so over the last, I would say, eight to 10 years, you've you've heard the narrative change a bit to encourage people to start looking into trades mm-hmm. and looking into other opportunities that were outside of having a four-year degree. Mm-hmm. And so our company specifically, along with a lot of other mm-hmm. um, larger firms, we work with Greenville Technical College mm-hmm. to help with apprenticeship programs, as well as to go out and speak to students at the high school level mm-hmm. to really just tell them about the opportunity that trade offers Mm -hmm. and how they can get their feet in the door Mm -hmm. and how great of an opportunity is for them. So trade offers a lucrative Mm -hmm. um, opportunity for your financial stability Mm -hmm. because there's construction constantly going on. There's always a space for for someone to know something specific. So skilled laborers Mm -hmm. are very important. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I often hear about this younger generation is that, you know, pay doesn't matter. Right. It does matter. It does. They are seeking financial stability. I always get frustrated when I hear that yes. because they care about it because they've watched their families yes. go through several recessions. And so yes. there, there's data that shows young professionals are seeking that higher paying job. And Absolutely. so, again, just to your point, they that offers these professions offer that financial stability. Yes, it does. And I just want to make a note of that to any young professionals that might be listening, but also uh, the the leaders in these trade professions. You know, remember that part. Absolutely. Financial stability. The young professional generations that are, of course, made up of the Gen Zers and the Millennials mm-hmm. will make up two thirds of the workforce by 2030. What does this mean for trade professions like electric and mm-hmm. will it impact trades positively or negatively? Yeah, I think it would be a positive impact on mm-hmm. all trades. Mm-hmm. And I think that specifically in electric, um, it's not a grimy, dirty kind of job. So you're not going to be, you know, in the dirt and picking up trash. Yeah. It is really a mine a mental trade where you have to learn a lot of mm-hmm. things. Um, so it's very encouraging if you have the mindset for troubleshooting, mm-hmm. um, if you're interested in finding ways that you can, you know, bring light into other people's spaces. It's a great way for you to just dip your toe in the water mm-hmm. and really explore a new opportunity. But I would say that if you are interested in trade and if you are any mm-hmm. employer out there seeking employees, mm-hmm. the young professionals are a very important aspect of that business. Mm-hmm. And so anyone who isn't thinking about that should certainly be reconsidering how to strategically involve YPs into their mm-hmm. their business model. Great. Um, for most of the listeners on this show, they are business leaders yeah. or owners looking for proactive ways to increase their retention and mm-hmm. obviously to find the best talent. How do they do that in a post-pandemic workplace in this industry? Because I talk to a lot of people that are really in that corporate nine to five workplace. So what can they be doing in this industry and maybe something that you're doing? Yeah, one you beautiful share your thing secrets. about us is that you, if you're out in the field and you're actually an electrician or helper or mm-hmm. apprentice, um, you're never at the same job every day. So you're outside working. Sometimes you're inside. You may be in someone's house. You may be in a business. So it brings a new adventure every day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that I would say is a positive impact for mm-hmm. them. But if you're interested in more and less of the field work and mm-hmm. you want this other opportunities to still be engaged in the trade, we have 
estimators. We're looking for project managers. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of things that you can get involved in in the trade without physically using your hands out there with the power tools. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would definitely consider that um, retention being the opportunity for YPs to choose their workspace, Mm -hmm. for them to be able to have that flexibility and understanding that, you know, no one wants to sit at a desk from nine to five like we used to anymore. Those days are gone. Right. They are gone. And what I like to tell companies that I'm working with is I'm not going to come in and, and advise you on how to keep a young professional for mm-hmm. 30 years because mm-hmm. that's not going to happen anymore. Right. But how can they maximize the time that they have with this young professional? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the shift of mm-hmm. the mindset that needs to happen and it's mm-hmm. not happening right now. Yeah. So what are you seeing? Again, going back to the trends question, what are you seeing is actually happening right now with Mm -hmm. trades, maybe talking from your own experience Mm -hmm. or what you're seeing in the industry? What we see right now is that we're having a hard time just finding people, Mm -hmm. um, finding anybody who wants to work. We have a competitive wage. We offer 401k. There's all kinds of incentives, PTO. We've just been adding, adding, adding as Mm -hmm. a company to make us attractive. Um, But there just is a, it's a lack of bodies. Mm -hmm. You know, there isn't anyone in the workforce And because we are a skilled trade, it does require that you have some experience if you want to have a higher wage. And that's been a little bit of a deterrent because Mm -hmm. if you come in the door and you don't really know anything, but you want to learn, you have to start at the bottom and work your way up and and trade just because you have to know Mm -hmm. what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been a little bit of a struggle in in getting Mm -hmm. them to understand that there is a pathway However, we've got to start here to get you there. Right. And I think that's the challenge with this age group in general. We are used to the kind of fast, uh, yeah. fast hits, if you will. Right. We we want something and we're used to getting it pretty quickly because yeah. of that instant gratification from social media mm-hmm. and just having the Internet at our disposal for our entire lives. So that's tough when we're told, all right, you do have to pay your dues. And I'm a firm believer that everyone does need to pay their dues, Mm -hmm. but shifting the young professionals' minds on that is is a little bit hard to do. It has been a little bit challenging to get them to understand that this isn't forever, Mm -hmm. right? But if you can be patient and work this program that we've put in, it's laid out for you. Mm -hmm. If you just follow this, you will be making lots of money and no time at all, Mm -hmm. but it does require you specifically in trades. It does require you to pay your dues. Yeah. Absolutely. One thing that I'm always curious about in skilled trades, because there is so much flexibility, you're Mm -hmm. on a different site each day, again, depending on the industry specifics, which I know I'm no expert in, but that does kind of limit maybe the communication that might happen Mm -hmm. in, you know, a face-to-face setting. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about that, because communication is one of the number one reasons that young people leave their jobs. Absolutely. So what does the communication look like and why why would that make a young professional who is in this trade to want to stay? Yeah, I think communication is so key. Um, and then that is the that is the job of leadership, right? Mm-hmm. Leadership's responsibility is to ensure that they find the best way to communicate with their team, whether they're mm-hmm. young professionals or not, right? And so sometimes technology is what we mm-hmm. have to use because they're out in the field mm-hmm. and we can't actually have access to them. But I make it a very intentional point to make sure we have 
quarterly meetings and we connect with each other and we do fun things outside of work Mm -hmm. just so that we can get to know you. We want to build relationships. We're a family business. So for me, it's all about everybody being a part of our family. And so we want to treat our employees Mm -hmm. the same way we treat our family. Mm -hmm. And and no joke, but, you know, sometimes that may not be the best thing because, you know, family can be a little bit much. But we do try to extend as much grace Mm -hmm. And provide gratitude um, for all of the hard work that our mm-hmm. team does by incentivizing their hard work with yeah. bonuses and gift cards and mm-hmm. employee of the month mm-hmm. and just over communicating yeah. our appreciation to them. Great. Thank you for sharing that. So since you have worked with so many young professionals throughout the course of your career, what are the key findings that you have learned about what young professionals want and need to be successful in the workplace? They want to be heard. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to be heard and they want their voices not to just fall on deaf ears. They want the leadership to take them serious. Mm -hmm. They want to have a seat at the table and they want to learn and they want to more importantly contribute is what I found, right? That they want to be able to contribute to the success of an organization and, and get that gratification of like, I did that, right? Like, so I think that we have to do a much better job of being a good listener Mm -hmm. as leaders. Mm -hmm. um, And we have to be uh, willing to think outside of the box Mm -hmm. and not just shut them down because we don't instantly understand what they may be trying to convey, Mm -hmm. but really be more intentional about trying to, to connect in that way where they feel respected and heard. Yeah. Thank you for saying that and for understanding that. I think Sometimes we, yes, we want to be heard, but sometimes it's, it's about even channeling and being able to communicate that yeah. because we are scared. Right. And that's a tough thing to do when you see a 50 plus year old leader mm-hmm. who's been at the top for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's intimidating Absolutely. for a lot of young people. Yeah. And the, and again, I put this back on the leaders that you have to make that more inviting, right? We have to be uncomfortable as well, just like you are going to be uncomfortable because our whole objective is to grow you. Like, I don't want to do this forever. I want somebody else to want this job, right? And I want that person to know that I want them to have this job. Mm -hmm. So I want my door open. We have to be open and willing to listen Mm -hmm. and and change Mm -hmm. if we want to see real momentum in this space. Yeah, thank you. As the growing number of young professionals entered the workplace and the Gen Xers and baby boomers begin to retire, if they have not already, (laughs) what do you see is the biggest challenge? Finding people again, you know, just people who want to learn and grow and fill these vacant seats. I mean, as they leave, um, they're leaving a big hole in the workforce Mm -hmm. and we don't have any bodies that want to come in and fill those vacancies, Mm -hmm. you know, um, The scheduling, the time away, like you said earlier, you know, a lot of the young professionals saw their families, their parents, you know, struggling, working, burning the the candle from both ends. And they don't want to do that. So if they see that this company that they may be interested in looks to be burning it at both Mm -hmm. ends, they're like, I'd rather go do Grubhub. Right. Right. I'd rather do Uber Eats than they can make money on Instagram. I mean, it's just too easy right now to to make money. So why would I want to take the hard route? Mm -hmm. So I feel like right. Right now, helping to shift the mindset of um, the young professionals and those that are in leadership that are exiting. How can we strategically think about ways to entice, incentivize and retain the young professionals who will one day need to fill these seats so we can Mm -hmm. continue with our daily work and task? Right. Thank you for sharing that. I think that 
the experienced professionals and the young professionals working together yeah. is really the key to this this problem. This is the solution. It's just it's a lot easier said than said done. Than done. And Absolutely. communication is, of course, a big piece of that. But what I find is always the challenge is people don't ever ask. Yeah. And yeah. young professionals want to be heard, like you said. So having the experienced professionals actually mm-hmm. ask them, mm-hmm. what, what do you, you want? Yeah. What, what, what do you think? Instead yeah. of just making assumptions about mm-hmm. what they want. And then once they leave, they make an assumption and they're like, oh, well, they left because of pay or they left right. because of X, Y, and Z when it was totally something different. Yeah. So that that collaboration is going to be, I think, really critical. Mm-hmm. And it's that's total, I mean, that's why the Yoprono was created was to be that bridge, but it's really wonderful for me to see that there are so many people guests of this show who are are preaching the same message. Yeah, I think that the young professional movement is just as important as it is for any other DE&I effort, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be very intentional about wanting to do business with black people and wanting to mm-hmm. do business with Hispanics mm-hmm. and wanting to do business with LGBTQ and wanting to do business with young professionals, right? Yep. We all speak different languages. We want to become bilingual. We all have things that's going on. So I think on both parts, mm-hmm. the young professionals can extend a little grace to the seniors, senior leaders in our mm-hmm. community because for a very long time, they've had to speak just one language and yeah. that's theirs, right? Mm-hmm. And so now that we're having to force everyone to be bilingual in some form or fashion, you know, we just have to extend a little grace and be patient mm-hmm. with the, our senior leaders mm-hmm. and really pay attention to the ones that are a part of the movement and support those yeah. that are out here advocating for all of those DE&I efforts right. and really just help everybody to come together. And mm-hmm. so this is a great platform that you mm-hmm. have here to encourage people to on both parts. Mm-hmm. You know, why Pete, hear us out. Right. I know we're a little stubborn and set in our ways mm-hmm. and but we really want to help and we really want to make a, an impact. Yeah. Well, I think that's a wonderful way to to wrap up an interview, but I'm really glad that you mentioned the DEI piece because that's exactly what this is. I mean, there's yeah. diversity in age and that's very, Absolutely. very important. Just as important as all of the conversations happening, as long as you're being aware, right? That Absolutely. there is diversity in age. So thank you again, Ebony, for being here today. Any last minute words of advice or anything you want to share that we haven't covered yet? Sure. Be be curious, mm-hmm. right? Continue to be as curious as you were when you were a young kid. Um, explore new opportunities, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's okay if you want to, if you want to change jobs, you know, I have a 24 year old and I tell her all the time, I know you went to college for this, but now mm-hmm. you're doing something different and that's okay. Right. right? Keep exploring, take your time, mm-hmm. figure it out. It will all come to you. Yeah. And to our senior leaders, just have patience and mm-hmm. not only with the YPs, but with yourself yeah. and remember to always extend grace. Thank you again, Emily. This yeah. was wonderful. Thank you. And happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you again for joining us on The Great Retention with Camber Parker. Before you go, remember this. Young professionals make up nearly half of the workforce today, and that number is expected to jump at a rapid pace in this decade. What will you do as the current business leaders to help them become the next great leaders for our future? Join us next time for more information on how to recruit and retain young professional talent. And if you enjoyed this episode, which I hope you did, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others know where to find episodes about this topic. And don't forget to share with your coworkers, most importantly. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. 